Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey y'all, we are back for another episode. I'm Lily. I'm Maddie. And we are officially back after, what do we want to say? A week off? We got a week off? Not really though, because we still had to edit and everything. (laughs) Uh, Mom and dad took over the podcast last week, which was really, 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 really good. If y'all have not listened to that episode yet, it's a must listen. You just have Mm -hmm. to listen to it. There's so much in that episode that I have encouraged people to just really zone into and try to live out because they just gave really practical advice about specifically like how to build a spiritual family, how to build a family that really chases after the Lord and um, it's for everybody. So go and listen to it. If you're a parent that listens, whether your daughter comes to Bible, study or you're just a friend or whatever, like go listen to it. It's for Mm -hmm. everybody. You will enjoy it. You will learn from it. And that is the previous episode before this one. But today we're actually getting into a topic that is extremely requested from y'all. Yes. This has been one that Maddie and I have wanted to get into for a couple weeks now. We actually had a Bible study on it. The girls found it very interesting. Maddie and I really enjoyed teaching on it and studying for it. And y'all know we love topics like this where we can really just kind of expose truth from the word of God and really just say the hard things, say the things that no one really wants to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying that in like, oh, we're the only ones because we're not. I've heard a lot of great teachings on this recently and I'm so glad that some people have really stood up for their beliefs on this topic. It is the whole topic of transgenderism. We just came out of Pride Month, right? June was Pride Month and that was a very interesting experience for I'm sure many of us. We saw things that I really never thought we would see. Yeah. And right in our faces too, like just blatant evil in our faces. And it was really hard to see those things on TV and see those things on cereal boxes. And like the White House cover page had Pride Month as the background photo and just things that I'm like, oh my goodness, we are going crazy. You know, like it's, it's just really really crazy how the evil has just infiltrated our culture and it's impacting almost every area from young to old. Like everyone is seeing this stuff. Everyone is having it implanted in their minds. They're thinking about it more. It's just a lot of different stuff. So Maddie and I really want to discuss this topic from a spiritual perspective. In this episode, we want to talk specifically about the origins of transgenderism. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if y'all have looked into this story before and where it really just kind of came into being, I guess, this idea of somehow we can switch our gender and kind of be our own God, right? Because that's what it goes back to and 
And so Maddie and I just want to talk about the origins of transgenderism from a biblical perspective and then as Christians, why we should Mm -hmm. care. Because you hear a lot of people talk about, well, you know, yeah, it's a big issue. Yes, you know, whatever. But you never really hear much about, okay, here's why you should actually care about it. Here's why you should be passionate about coming against this with the truth of God and really standing up against it and letting the Holy Spirit be a restrainer within you to hold back that darkness and to overcome it with the light of the Lord. And so, Maddie, I want you to start us off with that. Just talk about why this has become such a big deal. Why is it a big Mm -hmm. deal? And explain a little bit about, you know, we were talking about the political thing and spiritual and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that first off, it needs to be stated that this is not just a political issue. Mm -hmm. I know that this is a very big political issue, but that's not all that it is. Really, this boils down to spiritual warfare and Mm -hmm. the enemy wanting to warp God's creation. That's what this boils down to. So, it's a spiritual warfare problem first, and then it's infiltrating our society, which then makes it a political problem. Mm -hmm. You know, we've always got to worry about being politically correct and, you know, using proper pronouns and Lily's got a fact about that that we'll talk about here in a minute but like Lily said we really just wanted to talk about transgenderism from a biblical perspective because I know that for me personally sometimes I would think like well I can't really talk about transgender stuff or about the LGBTQ mm-hmm. stuff or, you know, all that because I don't have, like, a specific scripture that I can go to that says do not be transgender or do not be gay, although there are actually verses that right, say, say that. that kind of thing. But we mm-hmm. just wanted to come at this topic from a very biblical perspective. We are not going to get into all the political issues. I know that that may come up a little bit because that is kind of how our society looks at this, but we want to come at it from a biblical perspective because that's what all this boils down to. Like Lily said, people really just wanting to have power and Mm -hmm. kind of be their own God where they don't have to follow any rules. They don't have to conform to scripture, to God's Mm -hmm. word, all that stuff. So first of all, I think that transgenderism has really become a big thing in our society because many, many people have fallen into the trap of the truth being relative, Mm -hmm. which is completely and utterly false. Like, the truth is not relative at all. There is one truth. That truth is Jesus. That truth is scripture. That is everything that God has set in place. That is Mm -hmm. one truth, and that cannot be moved or bent to our will. We can't change the truth. Like, Mm -hmm. there is one truth. Truth is not relative. So, I think that that's why transgenderism has become a super big thing in our world today, though, is because many people either fell into the lie that truth is relative or did really come against it saying Mm. there's one truth and so we can't bend the truth we can't change it so that's what me and lily wanted to talk about today there being one truth we're going to give you some verses that you may want to have if you Mm -hmm. are talking to somebody about this issue i will say though we are not recording this episode to offend anybody or to say that if you are transgender that you're a horrible person you're not the lord still loves you but Mm -hmm. he doesn't want you to stay in your sin. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Just all those different things. I don't know if you said or not, but I think that we are going to make this possibly a multiple episode thing just because there is a lot that we can get into. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of verses that we can go to. Yeah. So we're going to give you most of that as we cover this topic. Which praise the Lord for that as well. Mm -hmm. You know that we have a lot of verses that we can talk about with this issue. He is not silent 
about this stuff. He is, yeah. he cares about this stuff. He cares about the things that we are experiencing, the issues that are going on in our world today. He is present. He hears our prayers about these things. He wants us to be knowledgeable about how to overcome darkness with a light, as I said before. And so I think that the first thing, you know, and I love this, the first chapter of the Bible gives us all the answers you could ever need for going against this really just evil ideology that the world has come up with and that, you know, Satan is using in people's lives about their identity. And isn't that just what he's always been about, you know, trying to really make us doubt who we are and who we were made to be and that we're not good. And God said when he created us, which I'm going to get into here in a minute, that we are good. We are very good. And he said that meaning that we are perfect and we don't need to change his design because he has created us male and female. So let me get to that verse here. Genesis 1 verse 26 It says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And then verse 27 says, so God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. In my opinion, we do not have to look any further for answers when it comes to this transgender issue that we're seeing in our culture today. God has created us male and female. There is nothing else that is mentioned in the Bible about, you know, oh, hey, if you want to be a chicken nugget, you can be a chicken nugget. My Bible study girls will get that. No one else will get that. It's an inside joke. It's okay. But literally, you know, I think you can guess, you can literally be anything you want according to the world's standards today, right? Well, you define you, you do you, do whatever pleases you. No, that's not the design that our creator has for us. And he said that it is very good. And so I think that when God says something like that, that it's very good, I think we should pay attention, um, especially Christians. Guys, don't ignore this topic because it's hard. Mm -hmm. You have answers in scripture that God has provided you with, and he wants you to use those. He wants you to know in your heart, this is what God has said. And if Jesus had to use scripture against the devil, then I think we do too. And I think that that's something that, that's powerful. And we we really don't realize how powerful the word of God is. Mm -hmm. When you tell somebody that God said, hey, I created you male and female. He didn't make a mistake. It is perfect. His design is perfect. It will always be perfect. It will never go out of style or any of that. When you tell them that and you show them, like their hearts are changed by that. Mm-hmm. we have scripture that we can use against this stuff. And so I think that that is the first thing we need to look at. And also kind of going into, which I want you to talk about, Maddie, as well, because you have some good thoughts on this, about the whole equality thing. Everybody fighting for equality now, whether it be, you know, the whole racism thing that we're seeing, transgenderism, like just all the issues that are coming up are kind of stemming out of this thought that, oh, well, we aren't all equal, okay? Mm-hmm. Which I mean, you could go to scripture and you can go to the Constitution and see that both places. Both um, are wonderful. Both are wonderful. Both are amazing. (laughs) But you can see in both of those amazing documents, both amazing resources for us, not only as Christians, but as Americans and how we deal with this stuff in our country is that like, yes, we are all equal. Mm -hmm. We are made in the image of God. That is what defines equality. Your color of skin does not define your equality. Your gender does not define your equality. He says that he created us in his own image. And that is the only thing that will ever define you. 
Mm -hmm. Something that we've been talking about, which I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but this is something that we've really been talking about in our Bible study group specifically. We've been talking about relationships a lot on the podcast. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about that in Bible study too. We've been talking about the transgender stuff and the whole equality thing boils down to people not knowing their roles. Yeah. Because like Lily just said, he created them male and female and we were all very good. He didn't say man is a little bit better than females. You know, females are a little bit better than males. You know, he didn't pick favorites. He made us all equal, but he designed us to do different things. Mm. So this is one thing that I really think is just horrible that we're convincing people of is that women, you have to go and be like a stinking marine to measure up Mm. to the men to make it in a man's world. If you're a woman and you're a Marine, that's great. That's fine. But I think that the world has told us that either women, just specifically, we are women. So this is, I'm kind of speaking from my perspective. Mm -hmm. Either women need to completely surpass men. We need to be the CEOs. We need to run the country. We need to run our churches or, you know, whatever. It's not a super big thing in Christianity yet, but I think that it possibly could be if people keep Mm -hmm. buying into this. Or we just need to settle for being lowly housemaids and just stay home all day, do nothing, you know. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. I do believe that a woman's place is in the home. I know that a lot of people aren't going to like me for that. But Mm -hmm. I think that the Lord designed women to have this motherly affection for children. And I think lots of women have a knack for organization and Mm. cleaning and, you know, all this different stuff. I think that that's just the way that the Lord designed our minds. And he designed men to go into the workplace, to lead, to Mm. work hard, to provide for their families. But that doesn't mean that men are any better than women or women just because we're raising the families or whatever that we're any better than men. That's not true. And I think that another reason that the transgenderism thing is so big is because if you're a woman, you feel like you've got to be just as good as a man. So why not just become a man? And then it's not going to be as difficult, Mm. even though that's probably even more difficult than just trying to work your way up in the workplace or whatever. I think that is a big issue when it comes to transgenderism because these people who kind of fall into this lie of you weren't made perfectly, you weren't Mm. made with the gender that you're supposed to have, that you should change that just because you feel a certain way, just because your emotions are all messed up, you think you should change your gender or whatever. That's not true because we're all already equal no matter what your gender is. We just have different roles to play. And that's how the world keeps spinning. When we are practicing our roles, when we are living the way that God designed us Mm -hmm. to live, everything is going to work out. We're going to have more functional families. Mm. We're going to have better workplaces because men feel like they can lead without having to feel like they constantly have to be politically correct. Like, Mm. I can't discriminate this woman because she's supposed to be equal to me or she's supposed to be able to do just as much as me. Not true. We're all equal. We just have different roles to play. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think that we would see less like divorces and Mm -hmm. affairs and just a lot of different things that we're seeing in our world today. But I want to share a little bit about the origin of transgenderism. 
I found this to be very interesting because it is probably one of the most evil stories. Yeah, it's disturbing. Um, I have heard and somehow we've been tricked into thinking that we're supposed to celebrate this. And this is the origin of transgenderism. This is the root of what started this movement that we're seeing today. And so I just want to share a little bit about it. You guys can Google it. I'm not going to go too into depth. Uh, there's a lot more to the story, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But it started with this guy named Dr. John money. He got his PhD from Harvard and that was in 1952. Okay, so we're going back a little bit. He was kind of the first one to come up with the whole sexual identity stuff, uh, which you guys I'm sure have heard a ton about, especially Mm -hmm. last month. But he actually convinced the parents of twin boys, that one of them should be raised as a girl. And it was a whole deal. Like, he was kind of just coming up with this whole idea that, okay, well, we can switch genders, we can do hormones, we can do all this stuff to raise a child to be a different gender than they were born with. Mm -hmm. And so obviously that's just really messed up, right? But it gets worse. So that baby boy, one of the twins, had sexual reassignment surgery at 22 months old. So the the parents went, okay, whatever, we'll try it. Well, then Money stopped talking about this case altogether in the 80s, which was really Mm -hmm. weird. And if you want to look it up, by the way, this is the John Joan case. That's what it was named. And so he was just hoping that everybody would forget about it in the 80s. And it turns out that Money was actually a pedophile and that he forced the twins to be sexual with each other and pose nude for gender progression photos is what he said during their appointments. This poor boy turned into a girl. When he became a teenager, he didn't feel right. He didn't feel like himself. And so his parents finally told him after he kind of questioned and he immediately chose to go off of the hormones that the parents had put him on, made the switch back completely to being a male, and the story doesn't have a happy ending. Ultimately, his brother developed schizophrenia and then was found dead after he purposely overdosed. And then two years later, the boy who had become a girl who had been struggling with major depression ended up committing suicide as well. That's the origin of transgenderism. And that is the evil that birthed this movement and this issue that we're seeing today that is so troubling, that is so evil, that is so just sickening, honestly, because you see people who do have an identity crisis. And that's okay, guys. Like, I want you to hear that we all have those temptations and struggles and sin in different areas of our lives. Maybe you've never struggled with that. I hope you haven't. But if you have, Jesus is the answer. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the answer for all of our sin because he died on the cross for our sin to save us. And so that's the only way that we are redeemed from this whole issue and this whole sin problem that we have that we can't handle on our own. And I think that we need to really recognize that because when you recognize that, yeah, you see all the stuff happening today and how horrible it is and how sickening it is, but I don't think that most Christians know that it really came from that. Mm -hmm. It really came from Dr. John Money being so messed up, so evil that he did this to two kids and, I mean, ultimately, I think that he is responsible for those two souls. Mm -hmm. And that is very scary to think of. Mm -hmm. And somehow we've been tricked into thinking, well, celebrate that. Celebrate that this is good. We should take pride in that. I don't think we should take pride in something that ended up killing two boys that should have, if they would have been raised normally, I don't think that that would have happened. 
I really don't believe that that would have happened because if we live according to God's design, then we function well, as Maddie said earlier. Everything just works out because it's very good. Mm -hmm. And I think that something that so many people say about the transgender movement is that it's all about choice. Mm. It's my body, my choice, which I know that that term was kind of used for abortion, but that's also been used for the transgender stuff. Still the same concept, except for it's not your body. It's a temporary body Mm. that the Lord has given you, so it's not your body anyway. But I really, really don't like how the transgender movement is all about choice. Mm -hmm. You have a choice. You can do what you want. It's fine. If you were born a male, you can become a female if you want. Doesn't matter. If you're 10 years old, your school can give you puberty blockers without calling your parents simply because you don't feel like you should be a boy or you should be a girl. But they do have to call if you want ibuprofen. Yeah. So there's just such a double standard. It's all founded on choice, yet this boy at 22 months old Mm -hmm. had to have sexual reassignment surgery. That is flat out not right. I don't care how you try and justify it. It's not right because he didn't have a choice. Yeah. 22 months old, he had no idea what they were doing to him. Mm. At 10 years old, he still didn't know because they didn't even tell him that he had had the surgery, that he was on a bunch of hormones. So I think that that's something that we need to be aware of, first of all, is that they advocate for choice, but the very first case Mm -hmm. where we were trying out sexual reassignment surgery, this little boy didn't have a choice and ended up dying because they messed him up so bad. Mm -hmm. as well as his brother from living with that where his brother didn't know if he was a guy or a girl. He had to go back through all these surgeries and stuff, which I think shows a lot of commitment from him that he knew it wasn't right, so he was going to go back, get all the surgeries done again. I don't know. I think that just this issue of choice is really interesting, that this is how it all started, was not based on choice. Like, this guy did not have a choice. We have a verse. I know that this episode's getting a little bit long, but this is a very important topic that we do need to be educated on as Christians because we need to know how to battle this because it is a very big issue in our world. Like Lily says, it's all over the place. We see so many people talking about it, so many different things advocating for it. Yeah. So I think that this is something that we do need to be educated on. Anyway, I've got this verse that I think is very interesting and goes with this topic very well. It's Romans 1. I'm going to be starting at verse 20 and then going through verse 25. It says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. I think that this verse really, really applies to this topic because it even says, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity. So, scripture has a lot to say about this stuff, and I think that we need to be looking at these verses, searching these verses out, because Mm -hmm. we can't simply say, well, I don't think that transgenderism is right. Like, that's not good enough. That's not a good enough argument, because then other people can say, well, 
my truth Mm -hmm. says that it is right so I can go do the surgeries, take the hormones, you know, take the puberty blockers, do this, do that. So I think that we do need to have a little bit more than just, well, I don't think that really fits with my beliefs or really fits with Christianity. Like we need to have actual reasons because Mm -hmm. I think that that also helps the people who are struggling with the identity crisis or they've just fallen into this lie of, well, I've got to be equal with everyone else. Mm -hmm. And because of my gender, I can't really be that. I think that it's important for us to be educated first so that we can also educate those people about what they're feeling, why it's not right, because we can't just say it's not right. Why is it not right? We need to explain this stuff to the people who are lost. Me and Lily are very passionate about. That's kind of why we did the Bible study lesson about this, just so that uh, the girls in our Bible study group, because they're exposed to this Mm -hmm. stuff every single day in Mm -hmm. public school. Luckily, me and Lily are homeschooled, so we don't have to experience quite as much. But I mean, I have friends who are transgender. We know people who are gay or bi or all the different things. So I think that that's something that we can't overlook. Like, we can't just say, this doesn't fit with my Mm -hmm. morals or with my beliefs or anything. Like, we need to have solid evidence for why this stuff isn't right so that the people who are struggling with this can also try to overcome it to not give in to getting that surgery or taking the medicine or all that different stuff. Well, and it's not even that it's just evil and that it's wrong according to scripture, but that they're denying God's perfect design by thinking that they are wise enough Mm -hmm. to do something better right? That they think that they know better. And I just find it interesting that their whole movement and their phrase that they use is pride. Mm -hmm. Because isn't that really the root of all evil, right? Mm -hmm. That's the root of all sin is pride. And when you celebrate pride, I think that that really puts us in a very dangerous spot, especially with the Lord. Because whenever you see people praising themselves and and doing that, it's usually when they have totally turned their backs on the Lord and have denied his perfect design and plan for their lives. I think that that's the road America has started down and the world as well. We think we know better, better than God. And mm-hmm. when you think about that really, you know, in depth about thinking that we know better than our creator and acknowledging that his design is very good, like that, that really is scary. And that's what we want to warn people against. It's not just that, oh, I find that so disturbing or it's so evil or anything. When you go into the origins of transgenderism and all that stuff and you're studying and looking at scripture and going, oh my goodness, this is just crazy. It's not just that. It's that they are denying the basic and fundamental truth that God created male and female. Mm -hmm. And you cannot be a Christian. I'm just going to say it, y'all. You cannot be a Christian and deny that. You cannot claim to know Jesus Christ as your Savior and repent from your sin and live in that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That is impossible to do. The whole of Scripture, there are not just parts, the whole of Scripture tells us that there is male and female. You will never see another pronoun in the Bible. Okay, there are no pronouns in the Bible. Mm -hmm. There is male and female. That should really show us how strongly God feels about this topic. It is very good. Mm -hmm. Do not mess with the design. Do not mess with anything. It's how family is created. It's how we live a fruitful and fulfilling life, as Maddie said earlier. That's how you're satisfied and fulfilled Mm -hmm. because you're doing things God's way. You're honoring him and he knows what's best. And I think that it also shows how much he cares about this being Mm. that it is literally 
in the very first chapter right. of the Bible. And people can say, oh, that's just, you know, the creation story that had to be included. But I think that the Lord really sets it out. Like, he created mm-hmm. male and female. It wasn't just he created Adam and Eve. Right. But there could be other options out there, you know, if people want to experiment with that or whatever. Mm -hmm. Also, you mentioned this a little bit, but I think that as Christians, as people, we really need to stop being so scared to study this stuff, Mm -hmm. to talk about this stuff. I know that John Money, pedophile, I know that the pedophilia stuff is stinking scary to study and learn about and to think about all the pedophilia stuff going on in America. And I know it's scary. I know it's terrifying. It is sickening to see how evil people can be. Mm. But I think that we really, really need to be studying this stuff and learning about it so that we can come against the evil because this is why it's gotten so bad. We haven't cared enough to study, to read scripture about this stuff, to mm. speak out about it, and that's why this has gotten so bad. Yeah. It's it's not just like all of a sudden, oh, 2021, we've got a pride month and it's right. all over. Every TV show has to include something or else mm. it's a horrible TV show and they're going to take it off the air. Or, you know, you've just got to be politically correct all the time with this stuff. Like, it's time to stop being so scared to talk about this stuff. Mm -hmm. This is something that I believe the Lord is very passionate about. I don't think that the Lord ever intended our world to look the way it does. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think he ever intended that. So, I think that this is something that we as Christians should also be passionate about. If we're trying to live like Jesus and just become like him, this should be something that we're passionate about too. It should be something that we're speaking out against. I don't know why Christians have found it so difficult. I mean, I do know why. Like, it's a touchy subject and people will come down hard on you Mm -hmm. when you speak out about it. But I think that it's time to deal with the consequences that we may experience because look at how our world is turning out. This next generation, I am scared to see what it looks like. Like the kids that are even younger than us. Oh my goodness. Because they sit there and they eat their cereal and they are indoctrinated with this stuff because it's on the cereal box. Like that's just insane. Why are we letting this happen? Like I just don't get it. Mm -hmm. No, it's absolutely evil. And I think that like it's time for us to get a backbone Mm -hmm. in the church. It's really time for us to stop being snowflakes and start standing up for what we believe in. Start mm-hmm. being bold. Start practicing what you profess. Like, mm-hmm. let's actually be the church. Let's actually be different. Because that's what these people really want. They just chose something that is radically different, right? It's actually radical. Ad- like actually, Christianity is supposed to be. Right. And I just hate it that we don't have something that draws them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm worried that people, who, kids who come in and they play games, but they don't hear the gospel. And then they go home and they get nothing out of it. Nothing makes them want to come back. Why? Because it's not it's not radical. Mm-hmm. It's not different. And that's our youth groups. That's our churches today. Those are the programs that we are doing. They're not different. Why would we expect people to come back to something that's not radically different when they can do stuff like this that is? And we were made to be that. We were made for something radically different, as we keep saying. And I think, like, that's what the fuse is all about. Mm-hmm. Getting serious about being serious for Jesus. Let's actually do something. Let's actually be something that we're supposed to be as the church. 
mm-hmm. and get serious about loving Jesus with all of our hearts, wholeheartedly. It's time that we stand up for that because I truly believe that that's where the Lord wants us. Mm-hmm. And I saw this thing the other day. I just wanted to mention this real quick before we pray. Last thing. I saw this like graphic and it had a quote on it. Uh, Y'all know how they do that. And it literally said, the world has bigger problems than boys who kiss boys and girls who kiss girls. Now, just think about that statement for a minute. Just think about the world has bigger problems. Church, I want to tell you today, I don't think we have a bigger problem. Mm -mm. I don't think we have it because in Genesis chapter one, verse 26, that's all it took for God to go male, female, done deal. Very good. That's it. Mm -hmm. It didn't take but 25 verses to get there. And yet the world wants to convince it. Oh, we have bigger problems. As the church, we do not have bigger problems than that. That is a good versus evil. As Maddie started the episode, that is spiritual warfare. We need to armor up and get in the battle. People's souls are at risk here. Their eternity depends upon our boldness Mm -hmm. in Christ. And I don't want to be the cause that someone didn't hear the gospel because I was too scared or because I was too afraid of um, not being politically correct. I don't want things like that to stop me because it didn't stop Jesus from speaking the hard truth. And we got to be ready for some persecution. We got to be ready for some suffering. Mm -hmm. We got to be ready to actually live this thing out no matter what it takes. And I'm sick of hearing people, especially in the church, say, well, you know, we'll never have persecution. That's just a lie. That's wrong. We That's should a lie. have some persecution. I'm not saying that it's good that people mm-hmm. are being killed for their faith or anything. I mean, but they're standing up for something. Yeah. They're dying for the and gospel. And it's radical. And that's yes. why those churches are growing. Mm-hmm. The underground church, that's why that church is growing and the American church is dwindling. There's just so much stuff that it's basic, right? In scripture, mm-hmm. like, boom, Genesis 1. You, page. One. Right. You don't even have to look any farther than Mm -hmm. that. And I think that it's ridiculous that we as Christians say, well, I don't know what to say to these people. I don't know what to do, what not to do. You know, gotta worry about being politically correct. Good grief with the political correct stuff. I'm really, like, that's exhausting trying to be politically correct Mm -hmm. because it changes every day. Like, how are you supposed to be politically correct when it's changing every day? So, did you have... I'll share after the prayer. Okay. I just saw him pull up another quote and I was like, didn't know we were doing that one. Okay. Just think about like your life. How many people have you encountered who are transgender, who are gay, who are bi, who are all the different things that we have now? Like think of how many people you encounter that are like that because it's not uncommon to encounter Mm -hmm. those people anymore. A real life example for me is that I have a friend who is transgender and I know that it is scary to talk to these people because they have made radical decisions Mm -hmm. to be the way that they are. Mm -hmm. Like, radical decisions, surgeries, medicines, all this different stuff. Like, they are willing to make sacrifices. They're willing to do crazy stuff to achieve their goal. But, like with my friend, I know it's really scary to talk to them. And I know that 
I could do a better job at being more straightforward about what I believe in and stuff. And I'm not saying that every time you pass someone who you think is transgender on the street that you need to stop them and scream in their face that they Mm -hmm. are a horrible person, that they're living in sin. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying how many people are in your direct sphere of influence who you have talked to more than a dozen times who you could possibly have an opportunity to pour into. I think that we really need to stop overlooking this stuff because it is so important. Like Lily said, these are souls at stake. And this is something that the American church has really lost sight of. They're spending one eternity in one place or the other. And we really don't seem to care very much about that. That's why me and Lily started The Few is because people need to be called to a radical lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And it's going to start growing. Christianity is going to start growing when we finally grasp this concept that we are supposed to be radical. Mm -hmm. And if we experience consequences, then that means that we're doing what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they should be stupid consequences, like you get arrested because you verbally assaulted someone because you were mean telling them the truth. Mm -hmm. Like I said in the beginning, it's all about your heart all about the way that you approach these situations. If you approach it like the Lord wants you to approach it with kindness, humility, and love, you can speak the truth and you can even be a little bit harsh as long as your heart is right and they know your heart is right. And you're not saying anything that is super insulting or that's out of line with scripture or anything like that. I will wrap up and pray. I know that we will have more episodes to talk about some of this stuff. We hope that you guys did enjoy this episode. We did a poll on our Instagram a few weeks ago and it was mm-hmm. like it blew up. 98% of people wanted us to do some episodes about yeah. this stuff. So we have done a lot of research. We've tried to get some good stuff for you guys so that all of us can learn because mm-hmm. we didn't know about the John Money thing before no. we started digging into this stuff. I watched a Ben Shapiro video about it and showed Lily. We showed that at Bible study. And so I think that this is something that all of us should be researching though. Make sure that you obviously have good sources and Mm -hmm. everything, not, you know, crazy stuff that's completely out of whack, but just read your Bible. It's all in there. (laughs) That's That's pretty much what we're trying to say. Took 40 minutes to say it, but just read your Bible and go and teach that. (laughs) We're going to wrap up in prayer like usual. So let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for this day and for this episode, and I pray that you would help us as Christians to really become bold in our faith and in our beliefs, but I also pray that you would help us to have the right hearts toward people. I pray that we wouldn't uh, speak out against issues like transgenderism out of spite or out of the want to offend people or hurt people. I pray that we would do it in love, that people would truly be open to listening to what we have to say, to listening to what scripture has to say, and I pray that you would just give each of us a heart after yours, that we would just truly want to do what you call us to, that we wouldn't try and avoid the radical stuff that we're called to in Christianity. I pray that you would just help each and every one of us, if an opportunity presents itself, that we would take that opportunity and use it to tell others about you and to try and help them out of this sin that is spreading so rapidly across our world. I pray that you would just help each and every one of us to defeat the lies of the enemy in our spheres of influence because it all starts with us and it starts with us speaking out against this stuff. So I pray that we would just seek you and your heart and that you would help us to stand up against issues like transgenderism. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Okay, so I want to end with this quote. I posted this on Instagram uh, a few days ago, and I thought that it was just a really good quote to end with. It came to mind as Maddie was talking here, but it says, it's true that the world is watching us, but this is uppermost. God is watching us. We should give no moral reason for sinners to malign us. God forbid. But all our focus is on pleasing God. None of our focus is on pleasing lost people or being approved by them. Mm. I felt like we should just end with that because we have to let go of that fear of man. Let go of that. It will not get you anywhere when sharing the gospel or praying for people or speaking the truth. God is watching us and I want to be an approved worker for him who is able to hear the words good and faithful servant when I enter heaven. And I and I want that for all of us. I want that for the few because that comes from living a lifestyle of just this outpouring of love for the Savior and what he truly cares about, as Maddie said earlier. He cares about this stuff, and we should as well. So that's what I wanted to end with. I pray this episode blessed you and helped you. Please let us know if it did. Our email is always in the description. You can download and subscribe. It helps us so much. Downloading is a free and simple way that you can support our ministry and support what we're doing. And it helps us so, so much as well as rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts. You can scroll all the way to the bottom and do that probably takes five minutes Mm -hmm. and uh, that's another free way that you can support us as well. So thank you guys so much for listening. Maddie and I will definitely, hopefully, be back with more. (laughs) Definitely, hopefully. hopefully. (laughs) That was great. But I would love to talk more about that stuff and shed some light on that. So thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode and we will talk to y'all next week. Bye guys. (laughs)